Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Wednesday, April 5th. U.S. equity futures are down modestly this morning, so you have S&P futures off nine points. That's 22 basis points. NASDAQ futures are down 33 points. That is about 25 basis points. And then Dow futures are off 50 points, which is about 15 basis points. In Europe, you have the major indices down about 40 basis points overall. Similar uh, market composition to what you saw in the U.S. yesterday. So you have a big kind of quote-unquote recession trade underway in Europe where you have big cyclical groups like autos, industrials, basic resources, banks all lagging, getting hit relatively hard. And then you have your traditional safe haven areas like telecom, utilities, healthcare, and staples all outperforming. So similar to makeup as, as you saw in the U.S. Um, and then Asia was mixed. You had Japan suffer relatively large losses Korea, Australia, and India are all up. Um, and then you, you had mainland China, Hong Kong, and Taiwan all were closed. So a bunch of markets were closed in Asia. Um, you know, Just kind of quickly taking a step back and looking at the broader landscape, I appreciate that there are certainly a lot of growth headwinds lurking on the horizon. Um, but I think people are way too quick to just jump onto the kind of quote-unquote hard landing recession theme. Um, you know, it's going to be a very dicey environment. We shouldn't be extrapolating individual single economic data points. The environment is still enormously distorted from COVID. Um, and so I think that's kind of skewing things a little bit. We shouldn't be using the pre-COVID playbook um, as a guide for necessarily this present environment. Um, you know, as far as data is concerned, the Monday manufacturing ISM, um, you know, certainly is is a reason to be concerned about growth. The the JOLTS report yesterday, um, I didn't think that was anything but encouraging. You have the labor market has been extraordinarily hot, running well above neutral levels. Um, and so you're finally possibly at an inflection point where the labor market starts to return towards a more normalized um, pace of, of, of expansion. The JOLTS number is still about two and a half million openings above where it was before the pandemic. So you have a long, long way to go before, again, you return to even a normal um, state of, of uh, labor conditions. We'll see what happens on Friday, but even the monthly jobs additions, a neutral pace right now is about 100 to 150,000. So we're still well, well above that. Um, you know, so again, I would just caution people from uh, you know, diving into kind of some of the cursory knee-jerk narratives about hard landings, et cetera, et cetera. And then in particular, when it comes to earnings, um, you know, this has been probably my my biggest theme and the big area where I'm in disagreement with the consensus. I continue to think that companies have underappreciated earnings tailwinds. Um, you know, aggressive cost cutting, normalizing inventories, normalizing supply chains, reduced FX headwinds, and then improved China demand. Um, you know, the COVID environment for a lot of corporate America was very positive on the demand revenue front, but for many companies. Um, you know, there were huge profit headwinds as supply chains got jammed up, input costs surged, et cetera. Um, those, those headwinds now are reversing, even as the broader environment slows. So there's a lot of nuances in this, in this landscape. Um, it's not as simple as kind of quote unquote recession, non-recession. So all that being said, as far as incremental news for today, um, not much on the economic front. You didn't have any kind of real dramatic economic numbers that stood out. You did have hawkish monetary headlines. So the New Zealand central bank surprised markets with a 50 basis point hike. Markets were looking for a 25 basis point hike. Uh, remember, Australia came out um, yesterday and, and essentially said that they're done with their tightening cycle. 
Um, so New Zealand definitely was a hawkish standout. You had hawkish commentary from Fed Governor um, Mester out overnight, just talking about how she still thinks rates have to move a little bit higher, and then um, you know push back pretty hard against market expectations for rate cuts, saying that rates will have to be held above five percent for an extended period. Um, you know, so you continue to have Fed officials. Um, you know, there's a very wide gap between what the market is pricing in. You know, the market's looking for about a 4.2 percent funds rate for the end of this year. Um, first, and then what the Fed is is guiding for, which is again uh, rates flat to up a little bit further from here, and then staying at that level um, probably until 2024. Um, the, so those are kind of the uh, the monetary and economic headlines. Not too much on the company specific front. Um, you know, we, we're about a, a week and a half away from the formal start of earnings, which is next Friday. Um, you are seeing kind of a few updates, pre announcements. Uh, Exxon gave out their normal kind of quarterly um, update to analysts as far as kind of where their numbers are heading. the The net result is an income number that's below expectations. You had Western Alliance, which is kind of one of the regional banks that's very much in focus, provide an update um, that sounded encouraging, but I think people are a little disappointed that they didn't provide more granular detail about deposits, et cetera. Um, news out on J&J uh, and a couple of others. I have everything in the piece. Um, for today's calendar, you're going to have some important events. So the services ISM will be watched very, very closely. Um, you know, the manufacturing ISM on Monday was obviously disappointing. If the services one is disappointing as well, I think that's obviously going to kind of inflame the uh, recessionary fears, and then vice versa. If it's, um, it, you know, if it's if it's encouraging or if it comes in line with expectations, I think that will kind of alleviate some of the worries. Walmart's analyst meeting, so they came out last night, reiterated guidance, but I think more important will be. Some of the granular detail they provide on consumer spending, especially um, you know, as of the middle of March, with all the regional bank turmoil, if they saw any type of reaction in their spending figures. So that starts at 8 a.m. Um, and then the FedEx also has an analyst meeting today that starts at 8:30. I don't think their FedEx has anything kind of major to say, given that they just reported back on March 16th. So, you know, it's just about two weeks ago that they reported earnings. But I think FedEx is emblematic for kind of, again, my view on corporate America, whereby the top line environment is is struggling, but companies have enormous leverage to slash costs. And that's kind of, you know, FedEx is ground zero in this market right now for companies that are aggressively cutting costs, um, driving earnings higher despite top line pressures. Um, and that's, that's going to be kind of the big theme for its analyst meeting today. Uh, and that is everything... For Wednesday, April 5th. Uh, thank you for listening.